Hello and welcome to Game & Watch, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we have been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we have a very special treat for you guys. We have a video game draft for uh, quite the year, James. What year is this? 1998. It's a behemoth. It is. And because we are celebrating such an incredible year in video gaming, we decided to invite the entire draft crew. The whole crew is here. Jason's here. Dave's here. Dondo's hey, here. Hey. Joey's here. They're all here. Maybe you like some of them. Maybe you don't like most of them, but they're here. <laughs> and not only is everyone here, we're all going to be drafting seven games each because there are just so many games this year. And there's so many deep cuts and bad games that I would imagine some of us will be taking. And so I'm just very excited to 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 dive into this. And I know all of you are because. This was quite the year, and we were all basically the same age, approximately, around this time. And so I know we were playing a lot of the same things, and maybe not. And it's the stuff that we weren't all playing, um, the stuff where there's not a ton of overlap, that I'm most excited to see. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. There's a, this is a big year, crazy year. Um, but there's stuff on the list that when I look back, I realize, like, oh, I played that, but I bet not many people did. So... And we'll see. Maybe maybe you'll be proven wrong about that. Um, yeah, this this was a year of the Nintendo 64, but at the same time, PS1 was still a better selling console at this point. I don't remember if N64 ever surpassed it or what year they might have. But this was like an interesting year in the sense of, yeah, deep roster for Nintendo 64. So many critically acclaimed games. Game Boy Color came out. Um, what else? Is this when the E rating showed up? Probably when they stopped doing KA. Right. Yeah, probably somewhere around here. I didn't check, but yeah. maybe it was probably this year, this year in 99. And oh, no, no, it was this year because Yoshi Story came out this year. And that was the first game I remember having E. And I think it was, I don't know. Anyway, E for everyone. E for everyone. But then oh, there's uh, that E10 plus. Get that shit out of here. It's either for everyone or oh, it's for yeah. no one. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Any, anyone have anything uh, they want to share about 98 before we get into this? We're going to dive in pretty quickly this time. Yeah, there's one thing. There's one thing I think that everyone needs to remember about 1998. <laughs> my God. The sound. I, I could forget yeah, about that. For a second, my brain did that from all the PTSD from waiting. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, this was a, fortunately, if we weren't online too much, this wasn't too bad of a year, but I was online a lot. And I didn't actually think about whether there were any like games that came out online that I was playing at this time. So I don't know. We'll find out. But anyway, um, should we get into it? Is everyone ready? Let's get into it. As ready as we'll ever be. So this, this Let's year. Do it. This year, we've got seven categories. As I mentioned, everyone will be picking seven games. Um, those categories are Nintendo 64, PlayStation 1, PC, Game Boy slash Game Boy Color, and three wild cards. Those wild cards can include arcade games and Sega Saturn games. They cannot include Tiger Electronics games. <laughs> <laughs> Darn sorry, it. Sorry, Dave. I had um, to. And Dreamcast, Dave, you got away right? with it no, once. Nope. No Dreamcast. Dreamcast was not out until 99 in the U.S. because. As usual, uh, we are only you know, the only games that are eligible are those that were released in the U.S. in 1998, not Japan, not Europe. I say we make a special like a uh, consideration for just Sega uh, Dreamcast. 
I say no, and I say we just do 99, <laughs> and then you can take all the games you want. That was a big Dreamcast boy. You'll get your chance. I I, I know this about you, and you'll be invited to a, a draft where Dreamcast games are a plenty. Yeah, yeah, Joey, we may have to fight about it because I was a big Dreamcast boy. We're yeah. a rare breed, Aaron. Yeah, rare oh, breed. <laughs> All right, I'm going to share my screen. If I wasn't already, I've got our names in the list, and I'm going to randomize it. Is everyone ready? No. <laughs> ready no, no, for this. All right, here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, oh okay. Well, all right, well, this wasn't like okay. as similar to what it usually is. I feel like Aaron and I are often towards the front end yeah you guys are always the first pick i feel like <laughs> like almost yeah. every time um well this 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 didn't quite do that uh so this time uh i will be drafting first joey will be drafting second dave third jason fourth dondo fifth and aaron sixth i must say i just didn't want that sixth position uh, i don't love first but um We'll see how that goes. Is anyone feeling particularly strong about their draft position? I like the back-to-back picks. That's always fun when you're last. It's always nice. Yeah. 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 Well, um, this, I guess, allows me to take what everyone assumed I was going to take, I, I bet, which is Banjo-Kazooie in my Nintendo 64 pick. Yep. Um, What else is there to say other than it's a, an incredible platformer, arguably one of the best two or three ever and i'm happy to take it yeah i mean as far as puzzle platformers go and 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 also like in the long lineage of rare games i mean you can have picked like a, a finer game uh, it's got like you know incredible charm you know, like the decision to like do fake voice acting by just like garbled like Burps. garbled nonsense and yeah. is, is just <laughs> incredible yeah <laughs> It's like Charlie Brown, like meets I don't know the Sims. It, the Sims, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> how did how did you come across this, James? Was this a purchase? Was this a gift? Was this a rental? How did the, you first come across Banjo? Nintendo Power previewing okay. it and then mm-hmm. playing it at Target, like so many games, and then but as soon like basically everyone that I knew had it at that point, and so oh my god, just, you know. Do you remember Nintendo Power had a contest where you could put on a video cassette, you could speed run like levels and you could send it to them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And 100% I did that. Didn't they do that with <laughs> my, Mario my Kart time 64 was like, too? My time was like two minutes later than everybody else's, but I just did <laughs> this is um This is a fun game. It's one of the only games that I speed run and I'm using air quotes because I don't do like glitches or anything like that. But it's a... Uh, I mean, I played this game so many times, so have, very thrilled to be taking it. I'd be angry if you didn't take it, James. What yeah, are you going to be honestly, taking? Honestly, yeah, should really. Be. Good, you should be angry, and I would have been angry if anyone <laughs> took it from me. I did, if I thought if I had like fifth or sixth, it wouldn't have made it to me. So it probably wouldn't have. Yeah, Joey, what are you taking? It's a hard one. I didn't. I kind of wanted like some things be taken off the plate. So it like forced my hand to like, uh, I wouldn't have to choose between my babies. Um, but I'm going to go strategic over here, even though I want to go Ocarina of time, I have less choices in game boy. So I'm going to go Pokemon red and blue. 
Yeah. Very nice. Red, wait, did Red and Blue come out that year, or was it? Yeah. So, so yes. I've been yeah. researching. Yeah. It. it came out in the USA in '98. It did. Yes. Pokemon I'm Yellow. Right. You're thinking about that? I keep seeing Yellow and Red, but it's Red and Blue. Yep. Which yes. made my choice clear. And there, there's not really much to say about this. You know, Pokemon is a huge sensation. The first one captivated me from. The first time my buddy showed me Pokemon and I was all in, you know, Jigglypuff. And I was like, what the heck is a Jigglypuff? <laughs> and he's like, hey, look, this coughing and wheezing. And I just remember being like, I have asthma. I cough. I wheeze. <laughs> and, uh, it's so relatable. It's so relatable. I remember, I remember where I was when I like first was introduced to Pokemon. And then he lent me the game. And the first people I played, because he already beaten it was as I was redoing the Elite Four, and I didn't even know I was playing the Elite Four. <laughs> and I caught him a Kangaskhan. He was so excited, and I got my own copy and destroyed it. And I've been a Pokemon fan ever since. Awesome. Uh, who was your yeah. first starter? Yeah. Um, I went Squirtle. Me but too. then I turned into hey. Grass Starters all the way. Okay. Because yeah, you, wanted, you want an easy gotta, beginning yeah. of the game. I just like Squirtle, you know, it's just like, yeah. yeah, the guy's cute. Oh, I, I meant like why you switched to Bulbasaur. Oh, no, I so I never <laughs> got Bulbasaur. I just, I switched to, what is it, Chikorita? Was oh, I, I see. You meant like no, not on replays. Yeah, I was. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I was a yeah. Squirtle guy, too. I mean, talk about. any other Charmander here? Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Nobody else? No. Just me. I mean, I Charmander. did at one point, but no. not my very, very first time. Nobody Bulbasaur, wanted to anyone? like grind out the levels to beat the first two gems. But we didn't know at the right. time. We didn't until know you we could, were making our first pick. Until you could earn Slash, I think, to get <laughs> yeah. past Brock. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, talk about like the launch of like, w- like one of the greatest intellectual properties ever created by humankind. You know, I think it, right now, if I haven't checked, but I think it's the most valuable intellectual property um, that has ever been created. Um, yes. it's start, start of start of like a ma- like a monster monster franchise like that's just so broadly applicable to everybody. It's like impacted everyone I know's life. But at the same time, like I have memories of playing with Joey, like connecting our Game Boys when we were kids, and like yeah. and like I remember like you want to talk about what you were doing in 1998. No matter how much I loved some of these other games, like. I was playing Pokemon. It was I played like this more than any game this year. Yeah, for sure. it was. It was like the epitome of like simultaneously, like, uh, like a, a sensation, and also like the the thing that like the younger generation won't necessarily or doesn't necessarily have anymore because of online gaming. But like the thing you talk about every single recess, like oh, yeah. when you're when you're mm-hmm. on the playground. Everyone's talking about X, Y, and Z, like where you caught what, what your lineup is, like, and I just have like actual flashball memory on playing this game many a times, and when my little sister accidentally erased my save file when I had had caught a hundred and that happened like, to me too. Eight, no. I caught like a hundred eight Pokemon, and then she deleted the save file back and by starting a new game, no. and I, I I don't think I've ever forgiven her. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. Joey, that's, that's a really that's good strategic it. pick. Um it hurt. It hurt. I had to give up some uh some some big but you did you took one of the most critically acclaimed games of yeah. the year and one of the I'm best not a, of all time. I'm not upset with the you, pick, but I'm upset with what I have to give up. Yeah. You could argue you took the biggest worldwide sensation of our generation. So 
Yeah. Also, I mean, yeah. maybe no one will pick Ocarina of Time until it comes back to you. Well, to, <laughs> to me, this, it was the choice between three games. The one I took, what Joey took, and, and Ocarina. So, right. Yeah. For me, personally. But let's see. What will Dave take? Well, since Pokemon got picked, which yes. I'm pretty pissed about, <laughs> since I have a Pokeball literally tattooed on me, but we'll, we'll get past that. Um, I'm going to pick one. It's going to probably surprise people as a first pick, but besides Pokemon, it was probably the next Game Boy game that I played the most. I'm going to go with the Game Boy Camera. Ooh. Oh, I did not yeah. see that coming. And I that is I, uh, I, interesting. I, I think that's eligible. What do people think? I mean, right? It's, it has yeah. games yeah. on it. It has games. All right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, damn. Dave coming in with the wild picks. That's we an Aaron type pick. We got, yeah, we got I Game just, Boy Camera. Yeah. That I mean, is an awesome pick. Did you have the printer? Yeah, I had the printer yeah. too. And you could yeah, do that was so cool. like with the Pokemon games, like you could print out the stickers of the Pokemon and stuff. The surfing Pikachu. Yeah. Like yeah. I loved the Game Boy camera just running around taking like I would be I would be a kid with my Game Boy and at family parties, go up to my relatives, take their picture. And then next thing you know, I'm shooting them in the spaceship game that's on it like the space <laughs> appears as the, as the final boss or something like and my my relatives they had no clue what was going on but i was having a blast i i love that thing so much and wow. i still like there's still people who use them like i follow instagram accounts that take photos <laughs> and post them on instagram that's it incredible just, wow it's so nostalgic like I love that thing. Damn. Yeah. Well, this draft has already gotten very interesting. I yeah. love that. That's that, a great. That might be my favorite pick of the draft. I think. Yeah, that Dave, nice. you're doing it again. Yeah. Pac-Man <laughs> two, and now this. Uh, this is great. It's a good. It's good. It's great. And this is yeah. good content. <laughs> so thank you for that. There you go. All right, Jason. Well, I never in a million years thought that at pick number four, I would be selecting Ocarina of Time. But I could hate this game, and I would pick this game as my first pick in this year. Um, there's nothing to say about it. Why it, would you hate it? Huh? Why would there's, you hate There's it? no reason to hate Of course I wouldn't hate it. Um, it's not my favorite Zelda game. But uh, in terms of games that defined what it meant to take a, a video game from 2D to 3D, yeah. To 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 build a world that is seared into all of our collective minds as people who play video games, uh, an unforgettable unforgettable experience. Whether or not it's your favorite, whether or not you know, in terms of historically what it means, it's important. Um, yeah. And it's an amazing game. I loved it. Uh, it was a, an amazing moment in time playing that for the first time and replaying it. I mean, yeah, nothing else to say. Yeah. I couldn't yep. agree more. I mean, it, it took 3D out of the sandbox, right? No offense to sandbox platformers, but it, it moved 3D out of the sandbox and it, it built whole worlds instead of a bunch of worlds connected by an overworld. And, um, you know, uh, if the the Hyrule in that game felt really lived in. And honestly, for me, at least, it really 
started like my obsession with the entire franchise as a whole. And I was able to go backwards and, and forwards as like a massive Zelda fan. And I was lucky that it came out at that time in my life because I've been able, something I've been able to enjoy, you know, for years and years and years. Did yeah. well, it wouldn't so be I until, like, it wouldn't I be until like Skyward sound- Sword that they hit those heights again. <laughs> no pun intended. Get out of here. <laughs> Hit those heights with Skyward Sword. It's not even oh, funny to yeah. joke about that on this podcast. <laughs> but even like the soundtrack to that game, I mean, we oh, all yeah. probably know it by heart. It's a yeah, class. Truly. It truly. is. And and all the music that's been derivative of that game too. Like I, I can like when I'm studying sometimes I can listen to like lo fi like Legend of Zelda like beats that people have remixed from the songs, you know. Absolutely. It's it's just just like the the wealth of entertainment and nostalgia, as well as like the game itself that it's produced is, is just endless. This yeah. is a true fact today. When I put my daughter to bed, I put on Zelda's lullaby to start our bedtime routine for my Aww. daughter. That's awesome. That's fucking adorable. That's good parenting right there from that yeah. game. So it's like the original, like the Ocarina yeah. thing. And I'm like, you're going to learn to love it. Awesome. Dondo, what are you going to take? Oh, I have no clue um (laughs) it is not it is not easy uh it is not an easy do you need one of us to vamp for a tiny bit (laughs) no no filibuster i mean i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with uh you know a game that honestly it was pretty pretty much my introduction into playstation in a lot of ways and um, I have a lot of fond memories of playing this game at other people's houses before I owned a PlayStation a lot. Um, and that'll be Metal Gear Solid. Nice. And uh, I mean, at the time, like I, it was really my, I was very much a Nintendo kid. I hadn't played anything with that had like that adult kind of theme to it. That was also like 3D um the stealth was addictive um i loved like the kind of sense of humor about it um just like we want to talk about flashball memory the the moment i figured out how to um beat psycho mantis was like the craziest moment of my life i was like you can do that that's like something they can do (laughs) and um honestly i can't say enough about kojima i mean as a storyteller and as a and as a dev he just continues to be one of the you know pioneers of bringing video game stories into like the into a world where people are actually respecting them as like true art and um, I think we owe a lot for him for like the progression of how people tell stories in games and um, in, a, in a lot of ways, at least my story with him started here. So um, I'm stoked to have Metal Gear Solid. Awesome pick. Can I just say that's a solid pick? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The puns for days. Puns are fine. Skyward Sword praise is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Love> it. <laughs> Aaron. Two picks. Oh, what are you gonna go. What are you gonna do with yourself? Well, um, what I am going to do is what I did a lot of in 1998, which is uh, play Final Fantasy Tactics. Ah, yeah, nice. yeah. So that's gonna be my first pick, PlayStation One. I, th- I thought Donna was gonna take, take that. I thought for sure. Oh, it was it was between those two for sure. I, that's definitely one of my favorite games. Yeah. 
Um, I don't actually know how I came across this, uh, probably because it had the name Final Fantasy attached to it. And both then and now, if it has Final Fantasy attached to it, I'll probably be mildly curious. And right away, I knew it was a completely different experience, different isometric layout, um, different strategic like elements to it. And even at a young age, it kicked my ass, definitely at the beginning of the game, but I sunk myself into it and just remember playing for hours and hours and testing out different job combinations and going up against different bosses and reading the strategy guide. I had the strategy guide and I'd read that ad nauseum, just looking at different maps and different fights and different classes. And it was one of those games that I like Pokemon that I thought about at school and I like could not wait to get home and play and test out, you know, what if I make a monk with like black magic? What if I, you know, make a paladin with, you know, um, thief skills, things like that. Um, so hundreds of hours of entertainment and Square Enix, please, please, please give us some kind of like re-release or remaster. I would play this day one. Oh, you know what's coming. The the rumblings are already there. If the you haven't heard, have, but the rumblings yeah. have been there for years. They have and nothing has come of it. I think I think I've seen recently that the the team is purportedly maybe working on something. Like but yeah. War of the Lions, yeah, upgrade. It, like War War of the Lions was good, and I did play that on PSP. Just just port War of the Lions to Switch. Just give it to me on Switch. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it um, seems uh, the rumors seem a little more legit this time that it's actually going to happen. So yeah. I, I'd be surprised yeah. if they yeah. don't announce something in the next year or so. Square has basically just re like ported everything that people care about except tactics and Final Fantasy 13 at this point. Right. They're remaking and remastering to... everything from that era. So, yeah, they're going to do a Forspoken remaster. I'm so excited about it. Forspoken? Nobody like, you even mean knows the, what that game you is. mean the yeah, new forespoken that came the out the new game that, that just bombed the I was, yeah <laughs> i thought it was awful <laughs> yeah exactly um all right aaron what's uh your next pick uh well now i'm paranoid so i'm just gonna make sure that it actually came out in 98 because uh do 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 Fuck. You can okay. say it and then I'll tell you it's wrong. Did it not? <laughs> it did not. I was I was gonna oh. pick Pokemon, I was gonna pick Pokemon Yellow, but it didn't come out in North America until ninety nine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um trading card game. Did trading card game come out in ninety eight? No, it, it no. came out in Japan in ninety eight. It came out in the US in like two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. the Pokemon well has gone dry. It really has. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Actually it hasn't. I'm gonna take my N sixty four pick then and do Pokemon Stadium. Oh. Did that come out in 98? No. Yeah, no. There's no way it did. It couldn't have. If, if Am I the only yeah, one doing the maybe. research? <laughs> I Listen, I did research. I looked right, at this. Oh, stadium came out in 2000 in America. 2000? Mm. Oh, get out of here. Okay, well, I'm going to have to do some real recalculation. Are you just Googling <laughs> it didn't Pokemon 1998? until 99. I'm writing notes on this draft, and my note is Aaron really loves Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody true. knew. That's true. Right. Well, okay. everyone loves Pokemon. Um, all right. Then I'm going to throw out a wild card. Um, and I I there's no strategy to this. I'm just doing it because I gotta do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do Heart of Darkness for PS1 as a wild card. I don't think yeah. I've ever even heard of this game. What it tell us about most it. people haven't. Um it's a weird game. It's a 2D, uh, like, I, I haven't touched it since I played it in 1998, but when I saw it on a list as being published in 98, immediately, like, memories started come flooding back to me. 
Um, it's a 2D side scroller that's very, very, very difficult. Uh, something that I did not realize at the time when I was playing it. Uh, but it was, you know, I was young and it was one of those games I kind of bashed my head into again and again and again. But what kept me coming back was uh, kind of the aesthetic. It, it's like this uh, kid's like very dark kid's tale where you're like kept in a closet in a classroom and you're going after your dog and you're like in this other evil world. And it's very strange. And I can't tell you more than that because I don't remember more than that. But I remember playing this game for hours and replaying the same sections. And I believe it's the same people who made Another World. Do you guys know that game? That I have heard of. It it's, is the same it's, people. Who made it's that. the same. It's the same people. So if you know the vibe of another world, which I've like dabbled in, um, it's very similar vibes. Um, a mm -hmm. lot of trial and error, a lot of cool aesthetics, like just in motion, a very nice looking game to play. Um, and I remember playing that for hours. Uh, you know, like Pokemon Yellow, which I wish had come out in '98, but being <laughs> can't change the past. Can't change it. Yeah. All right, Dondo, you got another pick. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you want to go where we were in 1998? I'm, I'm gonna, my pick is gonna be no, I can't do that. Shit, <laughs> keeping us all, oh, man. I know it's so terrible. I'm, at the edge I'm sorry, of my seat right now. Fortunately, oh, man, after this pick, this you've got a lot me. of time to figure out your next one. Well, it just gets worse because you guys just take all the things that I want, and then it just gets snowballs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick game super deeply nostalgic to me is which is uh, Starcraft. Honestly, ah, like, oh. you mother! That was my next pick. I thought I would have it. You mother! Um, <laughs> I, thought I, would. I love. <laughs> I love StarCraft. Oh, it sounds like you're the um, only one here who likes StarCraft from, <laughs> from what I'm hearing. I we, I played, not speaking of like being a 10 year old with at Joey Filio's house, me and his brother Matt played StarCraft all the time. We would have, we would have like the LAN parties with our, with our computers. Um, Matt was always Zerg so he could dive bomb Joey in the first 30 seconds with Zerglings <laughs> to beat him. Pretty, pretty religiously. I, I think, I think for someone who's upset that he picked or didn't get to pick StarCraft, I think Joey might be the worst StarCraft player I've ever played. So I got, I got better. You, you were like all about the products, man. No, I, I, uh, Protoss for life. So much constructed additional pylons. Yes. I've never dabbled... additional pylons. I've never dabbled Let's in StarCraft, guess. but I was a very big Warcraft kid, me and my brothers. Give me like the one to three sentence pitch on StarCraft over. So StarCraft is Warcraft, but in space. So it's like space marines and and instead of orcs, it's like aliens essentially inspired from like 1970s, 1980s sci-fi and uh and then space marines. And um, in obviously Warcraft, World of Warcraft was like more of a sensation. So there's probably more like lore around Warcraft that people are more familiar with. But uh, the story of Starcraft is actually really cool, too. So and the story about those three warring nations going at it. Um, and I just I think the aesthetic of uh, space and science fiction was always a little more appealing for me, especially in that era than that's like the high the high fantasy of like of like dwarves and orcs and and all that stuff and um so it always just scratched that itch for sure and i i love those strategy um games um they're super fun to play with your friends 
Um, I have a lot of memories of spending full summers when I was supposed to be doing research in labs, just playing Starcraft on a, on a laptop in the basement of like UIC hospital. So, um, Damn. uh, yeah, it, good times. I don't know about you guys, but this was, this was like the first game that I played pretty seriously online and I would play online matches and I would get my ass kicked. And it was yeah. the realization that like, <laughs> it does not matter how much I play this game. I will lose. <laughs> I will not be able to beat the people who are really good at this game. It was, there was something it was also, to that too. It was also the, like the first game that I re- like you said, sincerely played a lot online. And it, and like, I think me and my group of friends in grade school thought we were really good at video games. And so the first time we played people out of like our immediate bubble uh, and we're getting like smoked, we were like, Oh no, we are not good. We are, we are just normal. We are very, (laughs) not not even normal. We, we stunk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I still quote it to this day. Ready to roll out. Yeah. (laughs) My life for iron. Lost in chaos. <laughs> so good. So good. So good. All right, Jason. Well, y'all are going to call me a fanboy, but I'm going Link's Awakening DS. DX, DX, that's, that's a good pick. Or the Game Boy. I would have taken oh. it if it got back to me. I mean, this is... Talk about two incredible games from the Zelda franchise coming out in the same year. I think I love this game in a way that I don't love Ocarina of Time in retrospect and even now. Uh, There's just something about the way that this one departs from whatever the series did. Uh, The dream atmosphere, the wind fish, there's the, the musical instruments, incredible soundtrack. And like, there's a playfulness to it as well. The, um, and the little extras they put in for the DX version. I never actually had the original Game Boy. So this was maybe the first Game Boy game I ever played. Um, and I played it endlessly. Uh, the shopkeeper who you steal something from and then he calls you thief the rest of the game. And it replaces your name with thief. Like all these little details. Um, well, and the shopkeeper in... kills you. He zaps you to death if you try to go Does back he? in. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll kill you. And Dave, if we're connecting back to your pick, wasn't there some Game Boy camera functionality? That's why yes. I was going to pick this as my next <laughs> yeah. one to tie yeah. it in. You could connect it to the Game Boy camera. There was a the little mouse with a camera that would take pictures throughout the game and then you could print them out. And it was usually that's just right. Link standing there with like the peace sign. Peace or sign. Nice. I definitely did that. I definitely did that with the printer, the camera. Absolutely. This yep. was one of yes. two games that came out for Game Boy and Game Boy Color and that I bought on both systems. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I get to play this again in color? <laughs> and then when I found out there was extra content in Link's Awakening, holy shit. I'm not going to name the other one because I might take it. We'll see. This was also, <laughs> this was my first Legend of Zelda game. So that's why I was really hoping I could get it. Mine too. It holds a special place in my heart because... I just thought it was so cool. And also like the little Mario characters in it. Like you had Goombas, you had the, yes, uh, the chain chomps. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it just was so, it's, it was just fun. And I mean, I bought yeah. the remake on the Switch, of course. Like, it's just a great game. Good pick. Sorry to take it from you, Dave. <sighs> Dude, what are you gonna- also, also one, one of, 
I don't know if we're allowed to talk about spoilers, but as far as like endings of of Zelda games go, it, it might be one of the most memorable one ones. Of the top. Absolutely, and yeah, uh, absolutely. and like really really cool. And I'm I'm is it DX mm-hmm. or yeah. was it DX that added the uh, additional? Yeah, but then they added like the additional scene at the ending. If you die, if you didn't yeah. die ever, oh, when you completed it. I don't know. I probably never didn't die. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think there's like an additional like short clip if you beat the game without ever without dying ever, wow. which mm-hmm. was I, I like a say, great reward to. Which might have been a lie that I was chasing after as a child, but it could be I, one of those I, like <laughs> you can get on the other side of the SSN kind yeah, of like, right. really, like you recess rumors back to life. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of those things. Years um, under the truck. Yeah. yeah the, right. The truck, yeah. <laughs> I would I, I will say that this was probably like I, I love Zelda games so much. I've never really emotionally resonated with any of them though. Um besides maybe, Skyward Sword. Yeah, because besides <laughs> that, this the ending of this game is is definitely like it makes you feel things. And I don't even quite know why. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's honestly just like the music. The music is just so beautiful. Yeah, man. Ballad of the Windfish, top ten song. Easy, yeah. easy. All right. Dave, I'll pick. Oh, geez, it, it it does get tough. I'm I'm torn between a couple picks, but I think I'm gonna go with my N64 pick, and I'm gonna go with Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Nice, uh, good one. Um, That's a good pick. Yeah, I'm a big Star Wars fan, and you know I. I wish they did more games like this nowadays where you can just ride the spaceships and just be in an asteroid field blasting TIE fighters. Like, I just, it's, it's so, I don't know, these, all those, all these Rogue Squadron games, they're just always great. And I wish they would bring back this series. But yeah, I, I got really nothing more to say about it. It's just, yeah, as a kid who loves Star Wars, this was, one of the games that I loved playing the most. And I didn't own an N64 at this time. I had to go to a friend's house to be like, can we play it? And I would beg them to play it, to let me play it, not just watch them play it. <laughs> um, as okay. a kid, playing the Hoth level and actually deploying the like, yeah. string to wrap up the ATATs, sublime. Like, oh, like yeah. when I was that age, you know, 10 years old, like blew my mind. Doing, doing yeah. that in... Um... Yeah, Shadows of the Empire, right? The, like for very first level on Hoth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. When that you're wrapping well. up, but yeah. between the two of them, I would definitely take Rogue Squadron over Shadows. Of I think Empire. it was a better game well, overall. I I think Shadows of Empire or Rogue Squadron was made because of the like success and and like I guess feedback they got from the opening level in shadows empire so like rose they're like why don't we why don't we just make a full game where we get to do the things that you only did in the first level of shadows empire um it's also like kind of sneaky a decent luke skywalker story i'm just saying takes place right Mm -hmm. after it's like um and it there's like cool moments where like you're you think you like your toast and then han solo flies in to bail you out and stuff so i mean I, I I loved that game, and I loved definitely loved the entire franchise back then. And, and I I think of the Star Wars games, that might be one the one of the ones that I played the most. So 
Um, mm-hmm. Super, super fun. Nice. Yeah. All right, Joey. All right. Um, I'm going to do my Nintendo pick. And if he picks Rogue Squadron, that's done for all all systems, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. That, well, that well, did it come out on like the it only time I would on, I would argue on PC maybe too. it's different is if you know when they would like have Game Boy versions of Nintendo 64 or PlayStation oh, yeah. games that are yeah. so different. Like, like I would like like Metal Gear Solid or like there is a there is a there, there is Metal Gear Solid oh. though for Game Boy Color totally different game than Metal Gear Solid for PS One yeah like so substantially cool. different so I would say those types of games are worth talking about no this was basically the same one um yeah. but anyways it doesn't matter I'm gonna go Bomberman Hero for hell yeah mm. this game ruled it did rule. It was like my first foray into a Bomberman. The music is unbelievably awesome. I still listen to the soundtrack this day. Like I think I've listened to it maybe within this week. Um, it's just amazing. Um, the I remember the multiplayer it wasn't great, but we had a great time with it. And yeah, just my first exploration to Bomberman, and I loved it. So there's not really much more to say. Very nice. I will say that like this era in gaming is like maybe the greatest era in couch co-op. And uh, that includes things like the Bomberman. I think Mario Party comes out the next year. I think didn't Goldeneye came out the year before. Like you just think about all the all the games that came out that you just spent so much time playing multiplayer with with your friends. And like Bomberman was like on the rotation. Like we played Bomberman Hero all the time on an yeah. XC4 with the multiplayer was was really fun. It was it was just like chill, like fun, like goofy time. So yeah, I yeah. loved that game too. Yeah, like it doesn't hold a candle to like you know Goldeneye or anything, but it was still a lot of fun. Yeah, very much so. Well, I'm thrilled uh because this got back to me, and I will happily use my second round pick, even though I could use it my, my third. <laughs> To take for PlayStation, Gex, enter the gecko. <laughs> and is that I, a real is that a real pick or are that's, you trolling? No, us? that's a real pick. Uh, okay. I okay. I played this game a lot. I also played the N64 version, and I played this game probably too many times. I very unironically love Gex, despite all of its flaws. And this but is also you also, a, you also ironically love Gex, right? Sure, okay. but this was all this is also a Game Boy Color game that I got because I couldn't play the PlayStation one at first and played the shit out of that Game Boy Color game, despite all its flaws. And so I am, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Gax for PS one. It's not, it's certainly not the best game, but my God, do I love it. And I just give me that Gax trilogy. Give it to me. I mean, it's coming this year. uh, There's only uh, one thing I can say about this game. Never take career advice from Joe Piscopo. Oh, yeah. That's it. I'm just a big fan of lizards who break TVs. Yep. It's tail tab. Yeah. What a what a weird era, like the platform, like the mascot platformer era, where like I just feel like every every game that came out was trying to be like the next like mascot platformer. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god. I'm gonna cite you at some point. Mascot I love that. 
mascot platform. mascot platformers yeah. are right. it's a great term and i was very tempted to take yet another one for my next pick <laughs> but i'm not going to i'm not going to um instead i'm gonna go to what seems like a very very dissimilar pick uh relative to gex uh for pc i'm going to take half-life i can't believe it made it to the third round mm-hmm <laughs> I'm honestly shocked about that too, but I, I was preparing like a backup PC pick if I didn't get this. And I'm I'm not coming at this from like a Counter-Strike head or like it's even someone who even finished Half-Life 2. I'll admit I didn't do that. But Half-Life 1, I did play closer to the time that it came out. And it stood in such like a stark contrast in many ways to games that I was like really kind of obsessed with, like Quake and Wolfenstein 3D in the sense that like it was a little bit more atmospheric, a little bit more calm, took its time a little smarter. Well, actually a lot smarter. You played as like a nobody as opposed to like a big grunt. And even though it did a kind of, kind of like portal to another world type thing, which a lot of games have done, it did it like just more smartly. And you really felt like you were playing more of a story. And so I really appreciated it for that. And I I love it a lot because of it. All right, Joey. Yeah, I respect Half Life. Well, was people were talking about it constantly, and I never got into it though. Um, for my next pick, um, I'm going to do my PlayStation pick, and it's going to be Twisted Metal Three. Nice. I mm. played the hell. My brother and I played the hell out of these games. It's, I we absolutely love Twisted Metal. Um, you know, you just get around and mess around with people and try to destroy each other it's pretty simple game pretty straightforward and then you know eventually when we um you know beat it with our favorite characters you know it took forever we got uh annoyed and then just did the cheats and see all the uh endings for the uh people because you know it's one be careful what you wish for endings you know like uh axel the guy with the (laughs) wheels for arms and legs uh he's like i wish to be separated from this device and then he'd just rip him out of it and he'd be like a he'd be completely disabled and he'd be like what is this game what is this like crazy crazy game at the end of the thing so uh my brother and i loved it and uh yeah i'd be happy to have this pick nice might be the first time i ever listened to rob zombie oh rob zombie (laughs) soundtrack too get out of here was it the last time though (laughs) <laughs> no it's uh but yeah that with the soundtrack too nice nice uh, callback dondo this was like tony uh, uh pro skater why can i think of it uh tony hawk pro skater level music that just made it so much it fit perfectly and it was amazing now that's a comparison maybe we should slow down i'm not saying comparison. i'm not saying it's better than tony hawk you said level tony hawk is superior <laughs> but it just like the music definitely fit and it just heightened it up to the next level for sure. Nice. I see that. I see that for sure. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Good soundtrack. I didn't play. I think I mainly played Twisted Metal 2. I, don't, I think I stopped after that game. I assume 3 was better. I played or... 2 more. Uh, okay. 3 was good, though. Very nice. All right, Dave. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go with one of my wild card picks. And... I'm going to be curious if anyone on here has ever played this game before, but I'm going with the N64 classic Space Station Silicon Valley. I thought that was a safety (laughs) pick. 
<laughs> nothing, nothing is safe. That was like, a safety pick. I was going to pick that. I was is that the one where you like become different animals? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're like a little, you're like that. a robot's microchip, and you have to like inhabit the bodies of dead animals and use their abilities to solve puzzles and such. It's I played I it recently. That. What was it? I was between that and Twisted Metal. I was like, oh, this is me. <laughs> well, you took Pokemon from me. So. <laughs> but but yeah, it's such an odd game. And I tried playing it recently, and the controls aren't exactly the best, and the graphics aren't really the best, but it's just very nostalgic for me. Like I just remember would I would go to my friend's place and he'd be like, I unlocked a new animal. It's a rat that poops out explosives. And I was like, yeah. that sounds cool. <laughs> or it's like a camel that's got a cannon attached to it. And it, it just was, um, it was so much fun going to his house. And then he would just show me the new stuff he unlocked in that game. And then he would let me play it and stuff. But it's, it's so weird. It's, yes. it's just a very odd gem on the N64. Yeah, it was like a puzzle platformer and it was amazing. It was super hard. And like there yeah. are times where you'd like succeed and you're like, how how did I succeed? Yes. I did not know you would play this game, Dave. I know, Joe, you've mentioned it before. I was hoping someone was going to take it and give me the elevator pitch because this was always kind of like on my radar. I remember seeing it in Nintendo Power. It looked very much like aesthetically the type of game I'd want to play, but never got around to playing it. Yeah, you're like a little chip that walks around and inhabit like these robot uh, animals. And it's, it's yeah, it's, I like it. I always a liked great sense my, of humor. My favorite was the King Penguin because yeah. he didn't really have any abilities. He just controlled the smaller penguins to just throw snowballs and attack everyone else. It's it's wild. It's a definitely check it out, Jimmy. Yeah, hard game. It was a hard game. Oh, really? Yeah. Pretty hard. Yeah. Interesting. Great pick, Jason. Well, since uh, I I couldn't pick StarCraft, uh, I'm gonna go with a PC game, and I uh, I think most of my picks are gonna be things that I played, governed by nostalgia and you know the love I have for the games that I played when I was ten, but not this one. Uh, this one I am gonna pick Grim Fandango. Uh, it's such a good game. Uh, LucasArts, Dia de los Muertos, like one of the pinnacles of point and click adventure games, uh, and like so much staying power. If you haven't played it, go back and play it. It's just, it's fun. The writing's great. The music is excellent. It's just a perfect cocktail of something to enjoy on the PC. I, if I, you had to like put me on the spot and pick like a top 10 best written video game of all time, I would put Grim Fandango on it. It's super fun. Um, it's basically just like a story about like the bureaucracy of death. And, um, you know, you're. it's a film noir style story about a travel agent who is booking trips from the world of the living to the, to the hmm. you know, you know, land of the dead. So, I mean, it's super fun. I'm a huge Tim Schafer fan. Yeah. I mean, obviously from this like, basically launched double fine into being what it is and and yeah. you know leading leading to like psychonauts and psychonauts 2 and, and all of his other games that he's made and he i just think he just makes super unique games and 
and uh they're always like very entertaining worlds to be in so i i love this game too yeah it's always the writing and the characters in his games that are just you you know you're playing a tim schaefer game based on those alone like the characters are funny and I, i don't know it's it's almost like for a movie you know you're watching a tim burton film just in like the first 10 minutes or something like you know you're playing a tim schaefer game right away yeah that's an excellent excellent comp um i think like those are perfect and that's a perfect comp yeah Amazing i've got this downloaded yes. on my playstation i've had it downloaded on my playstation for years i just haven't played it yet i haven't you been haven't in the mood for like it. a point and click it looks like a game i would very much want to play i just i just haven't been able to get myself in the mood to do it this is a good yeah. reminder we had a we had a demo disc uh, for computer, and it had a demo of Grim Fandango and a demo of Final Fantasy VII, and I did not touch Grim Fandango. <laughs> <laughs> well, well those are the two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, Dondo. Oh man, it's me already. Have you not been thinking at all about what you want? You seem so surprised every time it comes around. It was oh man, it's me already. Um, well, I think I'm gonna. My next pick is gonna be uh, for the Game Boy, um, and I think it's going to have to be Waterland Two. Damn it! Uh, and um, you know other. When I wasn't playing Pokemon on Game Boy, this was probably the game that I was playing most. Um, I think it's still like a super underrated um, 2D platformer. Um, I think Wario is like shtick as like kind of like Mario's evil cousin uh, is like far more entertaining than it has ever any right to be. And uh, I think it kind of is like perfectly exemplified in this game, like for like all the different power-ups and transformations he has are just so like corny and ridiculous and like the ways he just interacts with the world and on his pursuit of regaining his, uh, his treasure from Captain Syrup, which is a great name for a villain. (laughs) Yeah. I I would put this game up with like some of the best 2d Mario games. I'm not kidding. Like I, I enjoy this game. I enjoy revisiting this game more than I enjoy revisiting some of the classic 2d Mario games. It's awesome. It's very replayable. Played the shit out of it. Great pick. This is one of the ones I was like, I had to give up by trying to grab half-life. Notice I didn't say Gex. Gex was a must take. That was there's <laughs> not, not negotiable. Non-negotiable. I, I thought that Gex was like a, a space station Silicon Valley, like Joey's reaction is like, I just did not think that Gex was safe. I thought someone was going to take it for similar reasons. Um, so uh, I I don't know. I didn't think it was going to make it back to me. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've got Aaron with two back-to-back picks. Back-to-back picks. All right. Um, one I'm going to choose with my heart and the other I'm going to choose with my head. All right. Uh, so for my strategic heart, Aaron. Yeah, uh, I'm rarely strategic, as you know. Uh, <laughs> from my heart, I will pick for Nintendo 64, uh, Mario Party. Mario Party 1. Didn't come out nice. in, ni- in 1998. 
What? What list am I looking at? It's nine. It's ninety nine. Oh man! God damn it! Okay. <laughs> if you're well, just going off Wikipedia, you can't trust Wikipedia. You have I to. know, and I keep it. cross referencing to see if it was Japan or you. Anyway, go on a Nintendo fandom. You can. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, that's okay. I'll do my uh PC pick. My for my head pick, uh, a game that I've never actually played, um, but that has a strong reputation, and I would like to play someday. Fallout Two. Oh, nice. nice yeah i've never played yeah. it either the Love the Fallout series. uh obviously three took it in a completely different direction uh it was bought right by a different company bethesda mm-hmm. right obviously yeah, it was interplay trans- before i think uh yeah. transition to a first person shooter kind of rpg hybrid uh, i know one and two are very different they're isometric rpgs um but two has a strong reputation and i just like the fallout series so much that i uh i'm gonna pick two um and then all right you know what i'm gonna do pc you're out of my way everyone you mean wild card you just took fallout 2 oh then wild card yeah okay (laughs) uh get out of my way everyone i'm taking glover (laughs) for pc it did i think i I think it did (laughs) it did it also came out for the nintendo 64 come at me i looked that one up and playstation it also oh and playstation i forgot about that Mascot platformer. <laughs> mascot nice. platformer. Uh, mascot you're just a big ass club. You're it's just like the origin club. story to the bad guy oh, in brilliant. Smash Brothers. Oh, I you know I never <laughs> thought of that, but I kind of like that now. Uh, you're just a big glove, and you are maneuvering like objects. It, it's a it's a 3D mascot platformer where you're a glove. There there's not much else to say. You're doing it a disservice. I'm just kidding. You don't you don't you don't owe it anything. But this game I, was yeah, fun. I suppose I don't. Yeah, this game it was, was fun. really fun. I mean, one day for the podcast, we'll do an episode about mascot platformers in general, um, because this era spawned countless well, numbers. We're them. also going to do an accessories episode. Now we get, maybe we'll have to have Dave on to talk about Ooh, the Game Boy the camera. Game camera, yeah, and the printer, and the printer, and the printer. <laughs> yeah. um, so wait, hold, hold on, hold on a second, Aaron. If since this is your pick, I need to know if you know what the familial relationship is between Glover and Master Hand. Um canonically <laughs> yes like, canonically yeah. is a very serious what is like cousins um nephew like i think I, they no were, I, I, isn't this I, in the game i think they were roommates in high school who experimented <laughs> sexually but then stopped talking to each other oh god that makes up that makes too much sense it makes yeah, too much sense yeah. it hurts yeah they went different directions <laughs> have they talked i feel since? like i feel they like master hands yeah they never spoke since. wow I hope they get back to into speaking terms someday. Which one? Which one of those was with your head? Fall to your heart said Glover. <laughs> no, the my my heart was Mario Party. Oh right, so robbed sorry. from me. <laughs> robbed by you by facts, by facts, by dates, by time, by, by time. Damn it, time. Taken time is the, it's the real enemy. Time is the enemy. It kills us all. Yeah. All right. All right, Dondo. Are you ready for? Are you ready? I don't I don't think I'll ever be ready. Um, all right. I'm going to take this game now just because I'm pretty set that I'm going to, I was going to take it regardless at some point in time. Um, I'm going to take Xeno Gears as my first wild card. Nice. And I was tempted um, to do that. I, this game is criminally underplayed and criminally under talked about despite it being like the opening installment in like the Xeno franchise. Um, not enough people talk about Xenogears and, and, or play it. Um, it came out 
kind of in Final Fantasy VII Shadow, but in a lot of ways, um, it did a lot of the same things, but in its own in its own way, it told like a this crazy, like deeply adult story. Um, and like the more you like learn about like the game and and like kind of like the history behind it, it it like was really important because it changed the world of like how games were localized um, out of Japan because the story was so jacked up and like so anti-organized religion that like it basically forced Square for the first time to um, to hire internal people to localize their own games because other countries were localizing them and basically like destroying their stories. Um, so, um, you know, it continued the active time battle style, like at, uh, RPG battle system that um, Final Fantasy VII had, um, while simultaneously gave you the ability to like jump into giant mechs and fight, right? Like almost any other of the other Xeno like games have giant mechs in it. And um, it's just a really cool story. Um, and, and allegedly it, you know, is kind of seen as like almost like a melding between like Chrono Trigger and like Final Fantasy VII in a lot of ways. Like um, this was um, I like Masuda's first game he did since Chrono Trigger that he orchestrated the score for. So it was like the first thing he did after Chrono Trigger where he did like the full score for and like the music is incredible and super memorable as well. Um, there's these like badass um anime cutscenes in the game um so and and they're also supplemented by like the cgi cutscenes that you've seen like other playstation games of that time but then they are also like sh- like telling the story through these incredibly animated anime cutscenes as well and um funny anecdote is that it was supposed to get a sequel but square decided that team should focus on the final fantasy spirits within movie instead and oh, so wow. they can't the- so they oh no they canned the game so they could focus on that movie (laughs) but yeah i mean i i just think you know not enough people play it so i I apologize for my rant but i I think everyone should who enjoys jrpgs from that era i think it's like a critical one it's the exact type of game that needs a rant like that so thank you is it available easily anywhere unlike i actually like a I don't think so. No, I don't I really know. But I wanted. To I was. For a while. I was just at home for the holidays, and my I have both discs from the for the original PlayStation sitting in my bedroom. So Peace. hit me up if you ever want to. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jason. All right. So I didn't have a PlayStation. I never had a PlayStation. So I'm gonna pick an N64 game that was released on PlayStation in 1998 that I played the shit out of. Uh, and that's Vigilante 8. Ooh, oh my god, I completely forgot that game existed. I loved that game. In wow. terms, I mean, not the notoriety of Twisted Metal as a series, but as a one-off, as a, a game that stands on its own, zany, weird, and I just remember lots of strange details about destroying cars with cars. <laughs> and that's about all I have to say about it. So a lot like- of it. It's almost like a spiritual successor pick to your Blast Core pick, even though it's not yeah, quite the same know. game. There's, there's a little bit of yeah, similarity. Yeah, similar, yeah, things with vehicle. Yeah. Is the point. All right. And endlessly fun. Dave. Well, my next pick is going to continue the theme of Jason's pick of 
cars and vehicles for PC, I'm going with Need for Speed 3 Hot Pursuit. Ooh. Um, Tell us more. I mean, it's I mean, it's a it's a racing game. But what was fun with Need for Speed 3 as a kid was they introduced like police chases. So like the police, you would be racing in these high speed races and the police will chase you at some points and you can outrun them. But then they would try to stop you with like barricades. They would lay spikes on the road. And it was just fun to just see how far you could get. And I don't know, as like, what? how old was I? Like nine, nine years old at the time. It was just fun to just be like, fuck the police. Let's see how far we can go. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I had a blast with this game. And it was also fun just to crash the cars then to be like, you're never going to get me coppers and then just <laughs> go off the edge or something. <laughs> fun game. I remember one of the very first GameCube games I got was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2. <laughs> and I also liked it for that reason. I like yeah. that stuff. All right. Joey. All right. Um, I think my PC pick is beyond safe. Um, I'm going to do my wild card pick for Iggy's Wrecking Ball. Nice. Son of a bitch! This, mm. this is. I was considering this. This game is like not good, but I played it a lot. <laughs> so yeah, Matt and I played the hell out of this game. It's such a weird concept game. You like you, you're like little balls that use like their tongues or something, and you like go around like these levels. They were fun. We I just remember going to the video store and us renting it all the time. Uh, if Matt does hear this, I I I do have to say he is better at this game than I am. It's one of the like one. Or, maybe like two games that he's better at me and uh, it always frustrated me. So he's always like, let's get it. I was like, fine. And we'd play it. And uh, like my need to be better would always uh, make me play it with him. And uh, he was sadly better, um, but it was a lot of fun while we played it. I think this is another pick that just embodies what I love about this, this year in this draft is picking something like Iggy's wrecking balls. A, what a great year what a great year this like was. it's such a weird concept like i'm like mm -hmm. what but it was fun it was like uh like it was pretty good like the controls were pretty good so yeah i it was also on my list just because i i had played it so many times with matt and joey and uh had we had a, a lot of good times with this game as well but you want to talk about mascot platforming of this era <laughs> yeah. iggy the iguana and this game was developed by Iguana Entertainment. Yeah, should it should have taken <laughs> off? It's a right. shame. It, shame there was no sequel. But yeah, their their Iggy the Iguana Wrecking Ball is their mascot. <laughs> and as, as a small anecdote, uh, when we went uh, when I went to Japan the most recent time with my brother Tom and my brother Mike, uh, my brother Tom, we were at a used game store and he didn't really buy anything, but he did buy a cartridge of Iggy's Wrecking Balls in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> so this Love game's it. got some fans it's got some it does got it some was fans. fun it was yeah, stupid fun yeah well there's see another thing i love about this year is there's just like so many things on the board that i feel like i kind of love equally and is still available um i'm considering leaving my game boy pick i feel like it might be safe because it's not particularly a great game, 
Oh, but will it? That's a question. We'll we'll see. Uh, I'm a little nervous. I'm I'm tempted to take it right now. Well, so I'm going to take um a certain pick first. In in wild card, I'm going to take Resident Evil Two. Oh. This lasted a long time for it, Resident Evil Two. It, it really did. It. it really did. And I was tempted to take it over Half Life again, not over Gex, but over Half Life. <laughs> Um, but before four came out, this was definitely my favorite Resident Evil game. I, I loved the first one. Um, well, actually, I never put, finished the first one, but this was the first like older school looking Resident Evil game that I finished and had a great time. I thought the whole police station setting was great. I love that it made me think that police stations have like three headed like goat statues in them. <laughs> um, I had medallions, lots of, meda- so lot of medallions, and there's always a crank. There's yeah. all there's always a crank. Um, yeah, I mean this this was a great game. I, I would say the one thing I would knock it for maybe is that I didn't think it was as like spooky of a setting as mm. as the first game. I think the sense is that like the the outbreak had been like underway for some time, and so when there's more zombies, I feel like I'm a little bit less scared. Whereas the original Resident Evil, it's like you have in a small house and you're, you're just kind of, or a, well, I guess a big mansion, but it feels kind of small with the tank controls <laughs> the way they are. And like, they're just less of a threat and you're still kind of figuring out what's going on. And so, yeah, I mean, this was more, this felt more like an action game. And especially when they did the the remake, the excellent remake recently, it felt much more like an action game, but just, yeah, just a great game. So now this other pick I don't know. I'm going to possibly regret it if I don't take my Game Boy pick now. But I've got a backup that I don't want as badly, but I'm prepared to take it if I have to. <laughs> um, I think I, I think I have to just... Well, you'll know because I'll yell if someone sa- says it. Uh, I think I'm going to risk it and not take my Do Game Boy. Do it for the content. Game. Yeah, and I'm going to jump on a very... like strong personal favorite of mine which is snowboard kids for nintendo 64 nice i haven't heard of it uh this game is a blast it is like it's i mean it's snowboarding mario kart basically you know you race down a mountain uh with your friends and you shoot each other with like rockets and stuff and then you end up at the bottom and the ski lift takes you back up for the next lap and it's just it's really all it is but it's cute and it's fun. Uh, it's got great sound effects, and I, I play this game a lot. So this is just a a personal favorite. All right, Joey. All right. I was just looking at it. I was like, okay, it looks fun. <laughs> um, let's see here. I am gonna do something that like I'm I'm sure it didn't age well. I haven't really uh, re- visited it back in the day, but like all my friends were playing it. I'm sure we all played it, but the South Park video game. a classic oh yeah yeah like i haven't returned to it since like it's time but it 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 was up there everyone was playing it for some reason or another you know just you know turning people into turkeys or fighting turkeys throwing (laughs) snowballs the multiplayer um you know the raunchiness we're all kids at they're all 10 and 11 you know we're all like this is fucking hilarious um, and I played a lot of it. Um, I'm sure it didn't age well, like the graphics and all that. But well, I remember being a kid and like the entire town is covered in fog. Yeah, but like now as an adult, I'm like, that's just draw- because they couldn't calculate draw distance. They couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I Jason and I played it 
we in played high it. school and probably in college maybe and can oh, confirm yes. it did not age well <laughs> but it may be the second best couch multiplayer on the n64 yeah you know so it had, like maybe. crazy weapons and all that stuff it was funny everyone was into south park at that time so like all my friends played it who weren't really gamers like uh yeah you know once i left my bubble of like dondo and my brother and a few other friends um my other friends weren't really gamers and so they played this and so it was a game that definitely defines this year for me so i'll take it James, do I have permission? I have to ask you as the podcast host, do I have permission? Well, and Aaron. Oh, yeah. Sing and Aaron. It. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm, you do it. You when have, I get you that feeling, I gotta sing. When I get that feeling. When I get that feeling, I gotta sing. <laughs> there was a gun. It was the alien yeah, dancing. I, I remember, like, you, you said that, and it, like, triggered a memory in my brain. I yes. Was like, oh, that is, like, an, you... You get stuck like that all the time. If you shoot anyone with that gun, they will sing the full song and not move. <laughs> so it's generally you chain that with the cow launcher. Yeah. And while they're singing, singing away, they get crushed by a cow and die. It is, uh, no game has ever done that. I love Let's, it. You know, I'll just <laughs> put that out there. No, here, no other game has ever dared to do it. Here yeah. to reveal that Jason wrote the game facts guide for the South Park game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Wikipedia like twice a week, making sure people aren't trying people... to mess with the details. Seriously, just port it and fix the draw distance, and I'll play it. I'll replay that game. I don't care. All right. I bet you can just send a note to like uh, Matt and Trey, and they'd be like, "Yeah, sure, okay." Well, yeah, that's their, <laughs> throw money that at it. their response. Yeah, they've yeah. got so much sure. money. They should yeah throw money at it. Exactly. <laughs> Re-release it for Switch or whatever. All all the things it'll, it'll make money do it yeah. yeah but important question has anyone ever played another south park game that was not this one yes yeah yes have you i played what the stick, stick of truth and fractured butthole yeah i played stick were, of were truth they good i have fractured they were, they were good and stick and of truth laugh and out loud funny. Are, are excellent rpgs they really are yeah, they're they laugh out loud funny awesome yeah. i didn't know would recommend all right dave all right well, I'm going to get my PlayStation pick out of the way here because I don't have any more choices after everyone else's picks. I'm going for PlayStation Spyro the Dragon. Good game. Very yeah. excellent. I never, I never owned it. I never owned a PlayStation, and I didn't really play it at friends' places. Where I played it was like the demos in the stores. Yeah. yeah. And... I don't know. I always thought it was fun. It was it was almost like Banjo-Kazooie in a way, but not as I don't want to say not as good because I never really gave it a chance, but it just had the yes. unique, funny humor that Banjo-Kazooie had and fun characters. So I don't know. I always enjoyed it when I went to the store and always wanted to play it, but I don't know. I'll probably go back because I know they remastered it recently, right? For like um, all yeah. the new mm -hmm. consoles. Yep. Yeah. Sorry For sure. It's interesting you bring up like the humor because I feel like it's something that they were like dabbling in with Spyro, but like perfected with Ratchet. And by them, yes. I mean like Insomniac, you know, like I, I feel like Spyro in a lot of ways you you just see it as like such a blueprint for like what they're able to achieve with the entire ratchet franchise 
and you know i'm obviously a huge fan of insomniac in general but um yeah it's fun to go back and kind of see where it all started with them with another mascot platformer yeah yep we got like a mcdonald's toy of spyro and kristen was like what my wife who's not a gamer whatsoever she's like what is this i was like spyro the dragon he's a he's an old video game character (laughs) and she goes ugh how do you know all these? <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's the thing. If we if you played video games when you were 10. Well, I told her, I was like, it's, you know? it's like it's like Titanic. Like, even if you don't see, you have seen the movie, yeah. you know Titanic. Yeah. This was one of those games I, I never played. I, I still haven't played it. But I've always looked at it from a distance and went like, oh, I want to play that. But I don't have a yeah. PlayStation. Oh, no. Yep. Yeah. Play that Just, port. like has that. That character yeah. platformer, you know, Miranda's yeah, playing fun. it. She seems yeah. to enjoy it. Spyro's cool. It's kind of it's kind of like of all those sandboxy, um, you know, three D platformers of the era. It's the one that is probably most based on like verticality because like Spyro can't really do much mm-hmm. besides glide, run, and breathe fire. So like for you to get to new areas and, or find the collectibles, you basically have to find a lot of times find areas that are high enough for you to glide to that area. So it's all about just like, how do I get up there and then glide to there or like, and from there I go through X, Y, and Z, hmm. you know, paths. But um, yeah, I, I'm Spyro's was, was a cool franchise um, for sure. Very, very likable young dragon. <laughs> it's, it's like you're his guidance counselor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. That was Jason. a great analogy. <laughs> all right. So I'm on to my wild cards. I don't, I would be shocked if anyone else here has played this game. Maybe you have. Uh, I'm going to N64 and I'm going to choose Mystical Ninja starring it. Goemon. Ooh. In Japanese, Gambare Goemon Nio Momoyama Bakufu no Odori. The dance of the Neo peach mountain government uh which is a lot weirder because it's a fucking weird game um and it's just oh, like man. the combination of it's it's kind of in the spirit of mario 64 kind of uh but if it was set in kind of feudal japan with a lot of kabuki elements and this completely zany nonsensical plot uh and a Soundtrack that is stuck in my head to this day. I still hear it. I still hear it in my, like randomly. It's really good. Really good soundtrack. And just like the fusion of kind of like electronic and Japanese elements way before it's time. Uh, I don't even think there's a way to play it outside of like emulation emulators. I, right? I, yeah. I, I, I picked it up uh, a couple of years ago after hearing Joey like go on a little bit of a mini rant about how great it is. And I, it was another one of those games that appeared in Nintendo power where I was like, this game looks fun as hell. And I just didn't buy it, but I want yeah. you to speak to one thing in that the game makes like no sense. And I'm no assuming sense. that's translation problem. And a lot of the jokes being about like Japanese, very Jap- Japan specific things. Is that? Yeah. Right? And honestly, like I, since starting my phd in japanese literature i've not gone back and played it in japanese i would i'm really curious about you know how they chose to deal with things and try i've never played the japanese version so all i the only memory i have and i haven't tried to play it in years 
I don't even know if I ever got to the end because it kind of glitched. I don't own the game on N64, so I played it on emulators later and very glitchy, very hard to to emulate at the time, at least. I'm very, uh, very angry with myself. I accidentally wrote down the wrong uh, Mystical Ninja game. <laughs> and I, I was like, wait, this was available? And because I just replayed oh, no. it like two years ago because I never I, was, I never beat the final boss. And so I was like, I'm going to go back and play it. And I did it about two years ago and beat it. And I love the game. It is bonkers. The soundtrack bonkers. is amazing. And that would have been like my second pick if I I've, oh, I fumbled man. it so hard. That would have been way above Bomberman I, Hero. I would, have, I would have applauded you for taking that. It's Joey, an excellent game. Dondo and I were in so shocked. Shock. We were just, I, I texted Dondo, does Joey know that... Mystical Ninja starring Goemon <laughs> came out in 1998, and then you pick South Park and he texts me back, he doesn't know. And then he said, starring Goemon, I was like, wait, no, no, no. And I just looked it up, I was like, no, no, no! <laughs> and that kid uh, is why you do your research. Yeah, I, I honestly, that's like one of three games that reminds me most of like being a kid at at joey's house with his brother matt honestly like that, joey used to of the century and i can't even uh yeah yeah that's, but you that's got terrible. pokemon red and blue so that's a that's a win still, still right split my wrists it's okay you took two really <laughs> great like mid-level n64 games that i played like it Iggy is and way South above Park. Iggy's Wrecking well, Ball. Right, it is. It is like objectively a better game, but I'm I just I love that you have Iggy's in South Park. But Jason, thank you for picking it so I knew my mistake. God damn it. <laughs> well, so so if I hadn't picked it, then nobody would have picked it. That's because you didn't realize. No, so that would have been, you know... been my second pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Dondo no, would have taken I, it I, to I, stick it to I, was, I, I would have taken it? it with my last pick just for uh, pomp and just, circumstance. Just <laughs> good, good. Well, at least it had to, it had to come out one, one way yeah. or another. I'm it is an amazing game. It's amazing. One of these days I'll finish it. Hmm. yeah same same because i don't remember the end if i got there it's also Yamada, so of that era yeah you're like it's not the words joey <laughs> you're good you're good close enough <laughs> all right donna where are you gonna take i am going to take Mega Man legends nice. for wild card i was waiting for you to take this one i freaking loved this game uh this was one of those games that i borrowed from joey and never gave back and like still remains with me to this day um i still know where it is in at my parents house i was a huge Mega Man fan um grew up playing those games loved like all of those games and then um when i heard that they were making like a 3d a 3d like action game starring Mega Man um i was like absolutely obsessed with it and like honestly i still think it's super underrated um i think uh, a lot of like the ability to use the different power-ups um that you uh find from different puzzles within the environment or for defeating bosses um is still pretty fun and unique and i like i honestly think it's one of my favorite Mega Man games in the entire franchise um so I'm super stoked to be, have a chance to pick it. 
I hear this is like one of two games that I like watched you and Matt play that and like Jet Set Radio that I didn't personally partake in. Between this and because this and Mega Man 64 are the only 3D Mega Man games, right? Or am I totally there's a Mega Man Legends 2? There's Legends 2. I hear this one was just heads and tails better than Mega Man 64. I mean, it's awesome. I, one of the first boss battles is basically takes place in like a cityscape where you're just like bumping and jiving between buildings, taking like charged up shots at like a giant spaceship. It's awesome. It's also a franchise that like every couple of years I hear like murmurings about there being a Legends 3 and like it never, nothing ever comes of it. Same. Yeah. Aaron, I was a little surprised yeah. you didn't take this one. It was on my list, but I mean, listen, when you've got a game like one of the games I picked, <laughs> Lover for PC, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, um, you have got two more picks. I sure do. And they're both disappointing. Um, but here they are. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, Say damn. it ain't so. Uh, for Nintendo 64, I'm going to pick F-Zero X. That's not nice. a dis- disappointing oh. pick. No, it's not. It's not super disappointing. It's just not one that I have like a lot of personal nostalgia for. It was just a game that I played at other people's houses. And then I know I rented at least once or twice. Um, F-Zero X, great racing franchise. Um, love those characters. I really only knew Captain Falcon from Super Smash Brothers. So it was cool to see him in his own game. Um, and then my appreciation for F-Zero X nowadays really is more about just the DLC tracks in Mario Kart 8, Big Blue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the actual game itself was pretty good at the time for a racing game. So uh, yeah, F-Zero X. Yeah, I, it's probably, I mean, some people would argue it's the best F-Zero of the, of the franchise. I, that's, I, that's probably true. That's probably true. I, I would agree. I, I think... I think yeah, I was I was gonna say that. I think like F Zero is really cool aesthetically, and the world is cool, and those characters are awesome. But like those games are hard, and they're like not even like racing game hard. They're like hard, hard. Like I, I even as an adult, I was like I, these games are super challenging. Like I feel like the difficulty spike like after the first few levels is like super high, but. I always yeah, found that to be the biggest challenge with the franchise for me, but like you're right, they're all they're all super cool, like world and aesthetically. Yeah. I put this up as like Mario Galaxy two, like final level kind of like accomplishment, where like oh. you do you do like the survival mode with like the hundred people, and you like just go through a loop and loop, and you try to knock them off, and they try to knock you off. It's like a survival thing, and it's super flipping hard. And I actually did it, and it's. It took me forever. It took me just as long. So it's like, I still remember that. Like you try to knock them off. There's not much you can do. And if you miss, you like fly off and I did it and you get like nothing. It was so disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's the the thing that kind of sets F-Zero apart from other racing series is that to me anyway, uh, F-Zero, it feels like the entire, every track is like greased with butter and F-Zero. Yeah. Whereas other racing games, you have like a, sem- what you have a semblance of traction. There is no semblance of traction in F Zero at all. Yeah. Um, How do those things work? Are they like thing. hovering? Are they? I never yeah. really thought about it. It's like know. yeah, I would assume they're, that they're, it's like they're, they're hovering. rockets off the ground and rockets backwards and just speed. Hmm. Well, and did any of the games? Because isn't Captain Falcon a bounty hunter? Do they tie that into like the story of the games? 
I think I they give remember, like blurbs. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the yeah. being like there's not like a campaign or anything. Well, the there's story is Falcon Punch. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. Falcon Kick. I've bounced off every F Zero game I played. Like you when, when, show when your moves. When X came out on the <laughs> Virtual <laughs> Console for or like on Switch, I like all right. I'll give this another shot, and I just got my ass handed to me, and I was like, nah, I'm good. F Zero is so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. A G- a GX, I was absolutely terrible at. Terrible. Back to Mario Kart. Throw a banana. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a I'm a simple man who likes to play games that don't make me feel shells and bananas. Horrible. Speaking yeah. of uh, simple games, uh, for my next pick, I will do my Game Boy Color pick, and I will pick Frogger. Oh, that I remember this. I own this yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is again a big nostalgia pick. I played hours and hours of Frogger on uh, my Game Boy Color. And it's a simple game. You get the frog across the road. You try not to die. Um, but I did this for hours. I think most people have some at least passing familiarity with Frogger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember uh, I was a big Seinfeld kid. Love Seinfeld. Um, and yes. I remember the Frogger Seinfeld episode. So. Oh, my gosh. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah that's yeah. how you know it was really in the zeitgeist. It was like it was becoming like Tetris big. And then it never became anything ever again no never did never did would you say you single-handedly killed frogger with your fandom (laughs) well i killed him many times by not getting him across the road get well okay i never knew what his motivation was though what was waiting for him on the other side flies maybe fly maybe the love of his life no i mean isn't it literally flies probably that's the thing that you gotta get right maybe in some frogger game i played they were flies why was there never a Mrs. Frogger? If there was a Miss Pac-Man, should why was there? Or a Frogger two, like Pac-Man two, where you're just... trying to like <laughs> have like a house with with Miss Frogger, and you have to go do weird. But Ms. I feel like Frogger, Frogger would have Frogger like a... two goes goes into a weird like domestic uh, uh, chaos <laughs> storyline. No, I it's think a marriage Frogger simulator. two would have been like yeah, yeah. revenge, revenge of the Frogger. He's got like a shotgun and he's just gunning down giant trucks. Actually, get off the road. I, I feel like Miss Frogger would have enough common sense to not run into traffic. I okay. So when we were saying Frogger two, I, I had like a, a box art come into my mind there is a frogger 2 for playstation it's called frogger 2 swampy's revenge Ooh! oh so tell, Aaron, me every, tell me everything wikipedia tells you right now I, I, uh, it's too many things <laughs> but when we do the 2000 draft you've got until then to prep and oh. play the game so you can take it can't wait oh my yeah. god no, dono i think you've got something with this miss frogger it's like yeah the dumb man gets run over by cars and miss frogger <laughs> is just like wait for the light to change okay <laughs> Also, Buying, it across the nearest very simply. I like that she's she's Ms. Frogger. She's not Mrs. Frogger. She's progressive. She's gonna she's not gonna marry that dumbass. He's, no, he's, he's squished. Yeah. Are you kidding? Did you see him run into traffic over some flies? Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, like very simple game, but very fun. Uh, yeah. You could waste a lot of time with Frogger. As you as you did. As I did as yeah. a child. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, Dondo. Uh, um, I am going to take for my wild card. I'm going to take NFL Blitz. Nice. Mm-hmm. Which version and did you play the most? The 64 version, by far. Same. By far, it's not even close. It's it's like, and honestly, 
it might be in the, like a top five game that I played in college as far as like people would just come home after the bars and turn on NFL blitz and play like a couple rounds of blitz, like before everybody would go upstairs and, and like pass out. Um, but this game has NFL in the title. It has honestly, when you play it at very s- small semblance to the actual game of football, <laughs> and it, and I just have had so many good times and, and memories with playing people um, yelling at each other, tackling like receivers, like pass interference well before like the ball gets to them. Um, I don't know. The uh, bomb is the greatest play ever devised by any offensive coordinator. Um, so I, I definitely a big nostalgia pick for me and I'm, I'm happy to take it. Did anyone play NFL blitz for game boy color? Cause I sure did play a lot of it yes i i definitely had that game i definitely played that game yep i love how all of the teams were exactly the same no matter what you chose yep it was funny how much i played that when i could have just played the other one i mean i played the other one too but sometimes i was like nah i need to play this portable such an inferior every single play i chose a long bomb it was like the one that goes up and to the left every time the bomb the bomb that's what the, the play is called i was that's like what was the play called the bomb literally the bomb thank you yeah i was like yep. what was that play called there it was yep great pick jason all right this is this is a heavy nostalgia pick uh i'm going to the pc for my second wild card uh this is the first game I ever played online and I vividly remember because I was playing with like my best friend in second grade shout out to Samir hope you're doing well wherever you are uh we were trying to play online dial up and didn't quite realize that every time you you know signed into the internet you would get an IP address that wasn't static but the only way to match make in civilization 2 multiplayer gold which was released December 9th, 1998, my birthday, uh, was to type in the person's IP address. And as soon as you logged online, wow. there was no way to call. So we did this back and forth, like, I don't know how many times trying to call each other. I think ultimately it involved a second phone line. Uh, mm-hmm. But Civilization Two, incredible game. Uh, turn-based strategy, your civilization of all i don't know you know the sub franchise this one is like weirdly 2d super charming i remember the uh the thing i most remember is that you could you had like a board of advisors and there was like a politics one and an economics one and the entertainment one was the guy who was like dressed up as elvis and they had like little real-time videos that they had recorded so actual human beings you're like you know you should provide more entertainment for the people <laughs> some like <laughs> random white guy who I hired to put in this game and i will remember it forever i don't know great game nice uh but the, that exp- i think more than anything that experience of like i want to play online with my friend how do i do it i have to type the ip address of the person you want to play with in and there was no way to get that ip address <laughs> so yeah that's my pick all right dave so I got my wild cards left, and for my first of the two, I'm gonna go with Yoshi's Story for the N64. The late—I can't believe it lasted this long. 
I know. I was kind of surprised too, but it's not um, a good game. Can we just be honest about that? I, Aaron, you said it before I had a I chance. Did, to. I, did, I, but I, wanted, I agree. I wanted to give Dave a chance to talk about it first. I remember playing this after with such high expectations after how good Yoshi's Island was, and I was so let down. But Dave, please tell us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, Dave. I mean, looking back now, yeah, it's not. It's kind of simple. But I don't know. I had just good memories of going to my buddy's place and he and I would take turns playing it. Like he would play until he died and then I would pick the next Yoshi and then we would go on. And I don't know. I just have good memories of staying up till like 2, 3 a.m. till our eyes were red and we were just playing Yoshi's story. I don't I don't know. I. It's just nostalgic and that the Yoshis singing their song, that's just embedded yeah. in my memory. Like so many games in that time, it's like that's just a song that I just hear the first two notes of and I'm just then going like, bah, 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 bah. yeah. And yeah. For a game cool. that I was disappointed by, I do have a lot of memories playing it with a friend and like it stuck in my head. I mean, the vi- I thought it visually looked awesome. I think I was yeah. just disappointed with the gameplay relative to Yoshi's Island. Oh yeah. Compared to Yoshi's Island, it's, it's definitely a downgrade, but visually it was, it was good. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I got, I got two things. What was the genre of this game? Cause I like have no, I have no recollection of what you could consider this game to be. I mean, it is a platform. It incorporates some of the Yoshi's Island stuff. You can swallow like fruit and like aim your eggs, but like the level Mm. didn't end unless you picked up like all the fruit that surrounds like the little slots around the border of your screen. It's very weird. Yeah. Right. It's almost like a 2D sandbox platformer. Um, yeah, it was. It was I, yeah, it's, it's like a collect. It's like a two D collectathon. But yes, the Yoshi song, iconic. Yes, yeah. everyone, everyone, everyone in my family, if you start singing that song, will you know, pitch in and start singing along with it. So yeah, okay. So that's the song everyone remembers. But you, the end of the level song, right? It was like we. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I saw animal, you have a great animal cross voice. Yeah. So, so, so I saw. Slider, yeah. I saw a video recently that I can never not remember, and I'm going to ruin it for you. That uh, translated what they're actually saying, uh, which is, "Eat asshole." <laughs> Eat asshole. I mean, we know Yoshi does that. <laughs> It'd be a fool not to. That time, I mean, Yoshi is built tongue, well for eating ass. Yeah, with that tongue, you can do some real damage. <laughs> is that why I'm obsessed with it? Yes. <laughs> All right, good pick, D- uh, Joey. To butt eating to my pick. All right. Um, yeah, speaking of butt eating, yes, this is uh, my PC pick. I might as well just get it over with. Um, I'm not really fond of it. Like I played with uh, my uh, cousins quite a bit. And um, it was okay. It was very, like, finicky, but it was Army Men. Like, uh, I remember playing another Army Men with my uh, brother, Matt, in, like, the N64. But for this PC one, it was, like, a, it almost had the same, like, top-down view of Contra, you know, when you're, like, you're on those top levels. 
you know, looking down on uh, in Contra, at least Contra 3. Um, and you just, it was just very slow and they were obsessed with it because they were obsessed with army stuff. And so every time we went over to their house, we played this game. And I was like, between that or roller coaster, I mean, not roller coaster, I'm um, a railroad tycoon because I've heard good things about it, but I never played it. So I decided to go with the game I played, even though it wasn't that great. Hmm. So nothing fond, great. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but it's a game I played and I got more into PC as the years went on. So sadly, Starcraft, I was going to pick right away because I knew I didn't have any PC depth. There was a solid 10 years where there was a flood of army men games. And yeah. I, I don't think any of them were ever good. Sarge's Heroes. Uh, yeah. We, Sarge's <laughs> Heroes was kind of good. I remember that yeah, one. That was we okay. We definitely played yeah. a lot of it, me and my friends. on the Whatever one was on the Nintendo 64, we played quite a bit of. But yeah, even Sarge's then, we realized that they were not great. I just Googled it. How many army men games do you think exist? I would have, yeah, like six or eight. No, it's like more 20. than I hope. 20. No. Like 20. What? 20. Yes. yes. How? I, I don't know, but I, I remember. These? I don't know, but I remember back <laughs> in the day, like, I feel like I saw ads for different and new Army Men games, like, constantly. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Can you imagine the dev team when they're like, what are we building? And then they just throw, like, a bunch of plastic toys at them. Going, this is it. <laughs> That's all we got. There's no story. Just well, do whatever you want. <laughs> so, I mean, part of the appeal to those games, that which they're not great, but part of the appeal was the scale, I think. I remember playing uh, the level in the kitchen over and over and over again. Right. And it's being, right. cool, yeah. it being cool to be that tiny in such like a large kitchen space. Yeah. So I remember Sarge's Heroes way more, and it was a much better game than this. This was like kind of trying to be serious, but uh, yeah. That's all I know. All right. Hmm. So my Game Boy pick was safe. I am going to take a Game Boy game, not Game Boy Color. Uh, it did not come out for Game Boy Color, even though it was out. Um, February of 98, James Bond 007. Did anyone else play this game? No. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm aware of it. You didn't play it. I loved this game. It was really, really fun. It's like a side scroller, sort of. It's not, not side scroller in the sense of like. I mean, I guess it's more like. I suppose it's a little bit more like top down. I mean, it's like Zelda, like the original Zelda, like or Link's Awakening perspective, really. And you, I mean, you play as James Bond. I don't think it's necessarily supposed to be like Pierce Brosnan, but this would have been the era of Pierce Brosnan. And you, it's like a totally original story. It's not particularly, like inventive um but there's like odd jobs in it jaws is in it and you're trying to prevent nuclear holocaust as you're always trying to do and there's like a wealth of different um you know weapons and some fun puzzles to solve and i i played this game a lot it was a great how game. many uh how many large breasted women do you sleep with basically none there is an there's an insinuation that you sleep with someone, I suppose, and they like, kinda, like really? fades and to it... fades to black. I mean, it's really? like it's really, but it's like a kid's game. It's really, sure. really, really. But but Jimmy, throughout the duration of this game, how many times does Christmas come? Oh, oh once God. a year, only once a year. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Wasn't she just... a nuclear scientist or something too? She was. <laughs> yeah, she was like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I was very tempted to take a different Game Boy game that I played probably a little bit less, but I I just played this one more. But I want to well after we're done, we'll shout out a couple other games 
Um, and I'm was it Gex? Was it Gex the Game Boy game? I I mean I was <laughs> I was considering trying to make my pitch as I kind of did earlier. Like, what could I take Gex enter the Gecko for Game Boy Color as well? Did you almost convince yourself to take that? I I, I did kind of want it. I mean, I played that game a lot. But anyway. Um, so I just I just looked up the James Bond game. The graphics for it are just like comical. Like yeah, so funny. It's such a weird game. It's like looking back. <laughs> I kind of want to play it now. Just or even just watch it being played on YouTube. It's a really short game. I mean, it's one of those games that like is so short now, like comically short. But then back in the day when you're not as good at video games, you just like it's it felt so much longer because you're trying to you keep dying. You're trying to solve these puzzles. Yeah, I'm just picturing the Link's Awakening Link sprite, but if Link was wearing a tuxedo and had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So while all of you guys were playing StarCraft, a game I'd never played, what? I was pl- over here playing a different RTS. I was playing Battlezone for PC. Mm. Has anyone ever played Battlezone? Sounds like the most generic and made up game I've ever heard. It is a really, really lame name for a game that was actually really, really fun. Uh, this was like one of the first games I played online. Um, you essentially are just finding scrap on planets to build units, defense towers, um, all different sort of things. And there's always like, it's essentially like you play as either the Americans or you are, I believe, if I recall correctly, it allows you to play as Russians. <laughs> try to defeat the Americans or maybe it was just like stands it stand-ins for those for those two without actually saying explicitly American versus Russian but you know who you were because everyone's speaking like with a Russian accent and you're like kind of colonizing it's like a colonization like race on these certain planets and you're trying to accomplish certain missions take out the other team take out certain like certain things it's it was it was a really fun game um I, I'm saying I recommend it no way any of you guys are going to go play it but i don't even know if there's a way to do it but there it did get ported to at least nintendo 64 at one point um it got a sequel i didn't play it but i i really like this <laughs> game so that's what i'm taking joey um kind of recent sitting here um i'm gonna go marvel versus capcom yeah capcom mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, all yeah. right. There's one released in that in that era. Um, you know, it's fun. Everyone loves it. You know, like uh, it's just uh, I think everyone has kind of dabbled in it. It's kind of like a, one of the Dragon Ball Z games. So you go, you dabble in it, you play it. It's fun. And then you put it down, and you you learn it. And you get pretty good at it, and then uh, yeah, you forget about it. And so, uh, I know it's one of the games I played and it's just uh, it's just one of those fun, stupid games that you can really pick up, destroy in two weeks and put down and never think about again. And I'm a big Marvel fan. On... So it's... Was it only that... on PlayStation? Yeah, PlayStation. Was this the first one that had the I'm going to take you for a ride? <laughs> <laughs> or was that two? I, I think I that only... might have been two. Yeah. Um, I love the art style of these games, though. Um, I love like the line work and yeah. all, how all the Marvel characters are kind of designed for it. Yeah, the art art style is awesome. Yeah, the art I, style I think, is always amazing. I think the if you guys ever watched like Marvel vs. Capcom like at Evo, like the the like World Championships. No, I, if you're, I implore you to go watch like some YouTube videos of these guys. It's like. This franchise is so combo heavy that like 
honestly, the first hit a lot of times dictates who's going to win the match. And then everything else is about like countering and like forcing drops for combos. It's actually super impressive. It's very like fast paced. And I, I don't know. I would check it out if you guys are, are interested in just seeing like what it looks like on like the highest level of what people are doing. Yeah. It's just like high octane, like fighting. It's like street fighter, you know, on crack. And uh, yeah, the combos are always fun. Everything's so fun. And then, uh, is that one of those things where like you have to use those big like controllers like in Street Fighters? You know how they like oh, if you're yeah. like a real Street Fighter like pro, you have like those big like arcade style controllers to really maximize not, your your play style. Not every, not everyone, no. But like oh. um it's it's kind of crazy, honestly. It's just like it's a super fast paced sometimes. It's like hard to even keep track of what's going on. Yeah. And it's one of those games where you think you're good and then you find that one person and you're like, nope, I'm I'm not good. But it's also the kind of fun game where if you just mash buttons, you can pull off some kind of impressive looking stuff. Oh, it's yes. all very easy to look cool. That. I I button mash. I, I'm so bad at this game, and I feel like I never look cool, and I just die. So I'm really bad. The chip on people's shoulders, like when they get like two wins for button mashing, they're like, huh. I excel at this game. We've all been there. Like, oh, I picked a cool character that, you know, got you a bit, and all I did was this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dave, what is your last pick? All right. Well, we're going from a good fighting game to a fighting game that's not necessarily one of the best. Um, for my wild, for my final wild card pick, I'm going with Clay Fighter, the Sculptor's Cut. Oh, I forgot I about this game. game. Yeah, about, didn't even have it on my list. Yep. Well, the it, it, the first one, Clay Fighter '63, and a I think it's what half or a third or something. It came out in '97, but then they re-released it in '98 with new characters and um yeah i mean it's not it's not the best fighting game it's a very like a spoof of a fighter game i would say but it's it's still fun it's claymation like characters like there's the bad mr frosty there's the blob that's just a blob of clay that can turn into stuff um but the N64 one, like Earthworm Jim, was a guest character yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And you could have like the Statue of Liberty as a character for like the sculptor's cut. But a fun fact with this version of it was it was exclusive to Blockbuster Video. Oh, so now yeah. if you have a copy of this game that's in like really good condition, you could sell it for like almost $2,000, I would think. Damn. Because a lot of those copies, they made so few of them and they were all rentals. So they had the stickers on them. They were mistreated. So if you have like a pretty decent copy of that game, it's it's worth some money. I've, also, yeah, I played this game. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. If you want to know what the sequel is called? Play Fighters 2, Judgment Clay. <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty fantastic. That's, that's great. Aaron, that's I think great. we know what we're doing for this show. Absolutely. 
the amount of racism in this game is oh is just there really astounding i don't even remember astounding <laughs> just what i don't i don't watch don't watch i don't know the youtube video of the finishers that there are like the characters are like almost all racially coded in some way or another it's yeah incredible mm -hmm. to look at in retrospect yes as a relic <laughs> all right game Jason. of the time what's your last pick all right so before we started i said i wasn't going to pick this game that i just played last week because i wanted to try it out because I heard about it and it sounded funky. Uh, but I think I'm going to pick it because the games that are left, like I have some nostalgic feelings about them, but not very strongly. So uh, I'm going to pick uh, for the PlayStation, my third wild card, uh, a space shooter bullet hell game by Square called Einhender. Oh man, never heard mm. of that. You, know, you sure you don't want Blasto? For PlayStation, oh, it's a blast! I don't even know what it's, that is. It's uh, like a freakazoid type. I don't know. It's like Phil Hartman voicing a space captain. Don't worry about it. I mean, that's probably good too. Uh, so this game is is a it's a it's a, like a classic bullet hell. Very hard. If you get shot once, you're dead. Uh, but the the whole shtick is the in the name. It's Einhander in German, single hand. Uh, it's a spaceship that has an arm and it like can change orientations you pick up different guns you could switch the guns uh i think if i had played this as a kid i would have put a lot of hours into it <laughs> but last week when i was playing it i was doing save states because i was like there ain't no way i'm going back to this, <laughs> this level <laughs> uh but i could see the appeal it's like very quirky uh cool combat and I wanted to give it a shout out because it's worth taking a look at. You can you can find like a free emulator online to just like it downloads a game and you can just play it on your in your browser. It's great. Hmm. Nice. Kind of reminds me of like Resogun a little bit. Did you ever play Resogun on like PS3 no, never, or never played it? Yeah. Um, you should check that one out. That game is actually awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it, it feels like kind of like it's the the like logical next step. Uh, for like what a game should be like in a little bit more modern game. So, all right, good pick, Dondo. Last um, my last pick is going to be Rampage World Tour for N sixty four. Yeah, or for Wildcard, fine. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, oh, did you want uh, me to put NFL Blitz and Wildcard and put give no, no, it's, Rampage no, sixty four pick? <laughs> but Rampage World Tour was super fun the entire franchise is awesome i i mean just like we have already spoken about like to me this was really like the era of like couch co-op and like just sitting on your couch with like one of your siblings or one of your friends and just running through major metropolitan areas and rampage and and just like climbing all the way up buildings and stomping them all the way to the ground and and avoiding tanks and eating innocent civilians it's just good old-fashioned couch co-op fun i mean you just hang out you're hanging out while playing like a, a a really fun game but like also like a simultaneously pretty like mindless entertainment so um i it just like uh makes me very like nostalgic for that era where like people used to like go to each other's houses and like hang out in person and play games where i feel like that's something that's definitely lost on the newer generation for sure yeah this is a pre-game 
you drink, you pregame at this game, and then you come back home after the bars and you play NFL Blitz. That's Dondo's. Oh yeah, yeah. Pre pregame with with Rampage World Rampage. Tour, and then postgame with NFL Blitz. Hell yeah, great pick, Aaron. Close us out. All right. Um. So I will read to you the one sentence plot summary from Nintendo.fandom of this game. <laughs> This game is based on the 1998 to 1999 international ice hockey season. I'll also, re- I'll also read the one sentence gameplay summary. As in the real world sport of hockey, the object is to score more goals, score more goals than the opposing team to win the game. <laughs> well, well said. Um, NHL 99 for Nintendo 54. <laughs> As I, if I recall correctly, this game was like really highly praised. It's so um, this game I, I played a lot of with my brothers. Uh, it was a game we never owned, but we rented a lot. And the reason that we played this over any other game was because we were obsessed and still are with ice hockey for the original NES. If you've never played ice hockey for NES, it is a classic. It is incredible. Go play it. You can pick between three different sizes of player, tall, skinny, short, fat, average guy. Um, great. Great game. Um, <laughs> so, guy. Yeah. Uh, so NFL or NHL 99, um, we played a lot of, and, um, I don't know. It's a fun hockey game. I'm not a huge sportsman, but, um, if I play a sports Sportsman. game, I'm not a sportsman, <laughs> I'm a sportsman. Uh, but, uh, but hockey games are fun. So this is my, uh, this is my blitz, I guess you'd say. All right. We did it. We all, we took 42 games and frankly, there are, wow. there are more left on the board. There are I, more I, left still. Um, yeah, I, I still have right. a pick or two that I could go. Let's Same. go round eight. You want to go back? Eight. Bring it back. <laughs> I I'm guessing Fourth that wild card. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing that 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 will get vetoed. I'm okay with just stick keeping it at seven, but yeah. I I want to give like an opportunity to shout out additional games as as we as we typically do. But first, let's let's just do this quickly. Let's go through uh, the picks. Starting with we'll just go down the list in the way I have in the outline. So Aaron. Okay, um, as the winner of the draft, I will read my, my picks. Uh, for Nintendo 64, I had F-Zero X. For PS1, Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics. Sorry. Sorry. What? You said I'm the winner of the draft, and you started with F-Zero X. Yeah, yeah. 64, the, I'm sorry. It's okay. the best game, obviously. <laughs> anyway, the winning draft, continuing... Uh, for PC Fallout 2, for Game Boy Color Frogger, for Wildcard, I have Heart of Darkness for PS1, Glover for PC. I don't know why I picked PC instead of <laughs> another system, but I did. Oh, I thought you, I thought you like maybe played. I thought that was PC. for a purpose, yeah. Yeah. And NHL 99. Um, no, I originally put it on 64. I did not play the PC version of Glover, but I'm happy to claim it now. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, for Nintendo 64, I took Banjo-Kazooie. For PS1, I took the one and only It's Tail Time, Gex, Enter the Gecko. For PC, I took Half-Life. For Game Boy, I took James Bond 007. For Wildcard, uh, for my Wildcards, I took Resident Evil 2, Snowboard Kids, and Battlezone. Well, if Aaron was the winner of the draft, but I'm the clear loser. Uh, for Nintendo 64, I took The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, for the Game Boy Color, I took Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX. The PC, I took Grim Fandango. For the, what's my next one? PlayStation, I took Vigilante 8. Uh, and then as my wild cards, N64, Mystical Ninja starring Goemon. 
followed by Civilization 2 multiplayer goal on the PC and wrapping up with Einhenda for the PlayStation. Uh, for N64, I picked Star Wars Rogue Squadron for PlayStation Spyro the Dragon, PC Need for Speed 3 Hot Pursuit, for Game Boy, the Game Boy Camera, and my wild cards all from the N64 were Space Station Silicon Valley, Yoshi's Story, and Clay Fighter, the Sculptor's Cut. My N64 pick was Bomberman Hero, which it should have been Mystical Ninja. Anyways, moving forward, PS1, Twisted Metal 3, PC, Army Men, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Pokemon Red and Blue. Wild cards are Iggy Wrecking Ball from N64. Wild card South Park from, you can pick any genre really, but I think N64 is what I picked. And then uh, Marvel versus Capcom, Clash of Superheroes. I think that was the one that came out that year. That's how I wrote it. N64, I took Blitz. For PS1, I took Metal Gear Solid. Um, for PC, I took StarCraft. For Game Boy, I took Waterland 2. For Wildcard, I took Xeno Gears. Uh, and then uh, Mega Man Legends. And then Rampage World Tour. This was a really deep year. I think they're like we've been saying there's there's more on the table even if they're not like phenomenal games uh does anyone want to shout out a game that was not taken that they either recommend everyone else play or just have a short anecdote uh, as to playing one of these games no i need to shout out the game that i could not pick that i with all of my ethics and morals could not pick quest 64 (laughs) (laughs) i I, I felt very similar i i got too angry at that game i couldn't justify taking it i would have i would have took it if i hadn't spent 12 years in that blue tunnel oh yeah 12 years (laughs) dying and dying and dying and grinding and dying and it's terrible um I want to shout out three games. One is Milo's Astro Lanes for Nintendo 64, a a space bowling game that was really fun. I almost took that instead of Snowboard Kids, actually, but I I, I definitely played Snowboard Kids more. And also, there were two Bomberman games for Game Boy Color that I think are pretty good for for the era. Bomberman Quest, which was like a top-down action RPG and bomb and pocket bomberman which was like a side scrolling platformer bomberman i think mm. pocket bomberman was my favorite of those two but i own both if anyone wants to borrow them um they're both great pocket a- bomberman was awesome yeah if you're a bomberman yeah. head is there a is there a bomberman in your pocket or are you just glad to see me exactly <laughs> i i almost took bomberman pocket bomberman instead of james bond but i'm i wanted to, to take the worst game <laughs> I wanted to shout out to. I'm surprised nobody picked Crash Bandicoot War. Yeah, I think yeah, that shows that Crash yeah. sucks when it comes to mascot platformers. We took Gex and we didn't take Crash. I'm, I couldn't be more proud. <laughs> Spyro. <laughs> yeah, I was torn between Spyro and Crash, but Spyro just seemed a little cooler. It's a dragon for crying out loud. And then the other game I wanted to shout out was 1080 Degrees Snowboarding for the N64. Just, I never was good at that game, but I just remember, like, most of the games from that era, just little bits of the sound. Like, when you're choosing your character Mm -hmm. and it's like, and you're bored and it's like, work your body, work your body, 
<laughs> yes. Like, and it's just that on repeat. Like, mm-hmm. oh, stuck in my head. I, I love 1080, but I was always more of an SSX guy. Yeah, you were pretty bad at that game, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Like, really, really bad. Yeah. SSX, I mean, not 1080. <laughs> all time all time worst game I've, i like it yeah. performance right <laughs> yeah like if we do ssx for the show i do you have any recommendations as to who other than you we should have on <laughs> i mean honestly I, I feel like it just might be me talking by myself does anyone else actually like SSX? <laughs> I, I i i do it's one of those games that like i like that i was bad at Whereas like 1080, mm. I was bad at, and it made me a little bit sour to it. But I do respect that game a lot. No, mm. SSX Tricky, I thought I was good, and then I gave it to Dondo, and he blew my fucking mind. <laughs> SSX Tricky is incredible, and I would do it anytime for the show. Let's do it. I, I would love to replay. Yeah, yeah. It's a date. All right. So we, before we wrap up, finally, we've got a bunch of gamers on this podcast. So I want everyone to go through one. Well, give me an example of one game you've been playing recently that you want to shout out or recommend to people listening or to each other. Aaron. OK, hey, I'll start. Uh, All right. Jason, will start. <laughs> uh, just played Haiku the Robot. Delightful Metroidvania. Uh, it's a robot. His name is Haiku. No, you need no nothing else. I am trying to get my hands on a physical copy because of this recommendation, and also I love how it it has like the the limited color palette. I don't know how else to describe it, but I'm I'm really into that. Yeah, super cool. Yep, Aaron. Um, Phoenix Wright. Play Phoenix one? Wright, everybody, or just any, any of them. them. Any all of right. them. I'm playing through the yeah. first one, but they're all incredible. If you want to feel really, really smart, play Phoenix Wright. Because the puzzles are actually really easy, but they make you feel like you're really smart. <laughs> like Professor Layton, or is it is it harder or easier than Professor Layton? Um, they're they're different. Um, I'd say Professor Layton is probably harder. Actually. I mean, you could just open up any brain teaser book at the library, and you basically are playing Professor Layton. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't earn the picarets. I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> I, I didn't mean. To, I'm not trying to talk shit about Professor Layton, but it's kind That's of true. okay. <laughs> I'm not like. A huge fan of the whole series. I just love the first one. Yeah. Mm. All right, Dave. Well, um, I'm trying to think. The game that I got sucked back into again after not playing it for like a couple of years is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, I had a few of my friends buy the game and they basically begged me to play with them. And now I'm back on my island and I'm building it up even more. And my villagers were very surprised to see me after missing for two years. And they made that known. But it's good to be back and playing that game. Like, it's it's just fun, especially during the winter months. So, yeah. I'm too afraid to go back to my island. No, I'm going. I'm actually planning to go back soon. I love Animal Crossing so yeah. much. I put yeah. like 150 hours into that game. Uh, um, what about you, Joey? I know for a fact you haven't been playing Hollow Knight. So what have you been playing? Portal. Nice. Yeah. Are you liking it? This is your first time, right? First, yeah. It's you know I only play like an hour so far, but it's um I'm surprised how easy it is, but I'm sure it's gonna get harder, and I like it so far. It gets harder-ish. It never yeah. feels like beyond like 
Yeah. I'm surprised how like short it is. You know, you're saying it's like only a four hour game. I'm like, oh, okay. It was kind of like an experiment <laughs> by Valve that when it like it became so popular because i think it was never released on its own at first it was released as part of the orange box right uh, yeah, yeah i've always i've mm -hmm. always known about it i know like the you know the lore of it you know and all that stuff yeah. but um the cake's not real i get it um but playing it now i'm like oh i get it i i get the love yeah i do yeah how about you dono um i just finished playing sea of stars um how was that nice. um i love it I, I can't recommend it anymore. I I think it um it, it definitely is a way above average um JRPG. It makes you feel honestly very nostalgic for the era we just kind of talked about. And hmm. um uh the world is really cool. Um and uh has a, a few like subtle callbacks to like their first game the messenger but i wouldn't mm -hmm. feel like you have to play the messenger before uh see stars at all I, I feel like it's just like an awesome well-contained story um i would urge everyone to 100 percent the game because i thought uh, yeah the ending you achieve is is actually worth it i think it's a it's a pretty rewarding um you know plot wise ending um and uh yeah, I, I think the battle system, I, some people, I know some people aren't huge fans of it, um, but I think it's um, kind of Mario RPG meets Chrono Trigger. Um, yeah. So visual nods like, to Illusion of Gaia. Yeah, really yeah, for sure. Fantastic world design and art. Can't recommend right. it. Agree completely. Right. I'm so, sorry, you, you boomerang things keep hitting it and destroys everything. Um, yeah, so it's like it's like Mario RPG where you time your attacks to uh, do more damage, um, um, but it's also like Chrono Trigger where the characters are like within the gameplay, like designed for like team up battles, and and their their attacks can combine to do you know new combined attacks and stuff like that. So a buddy, uh, I, I, haven't, a buddy I haven't talked to in like ten years reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, you like Mario RPG, right?" I was like, "Love it." He's like, play this game. I was like, great to hear from you, bud. <laughs> yeah, Sea of Stars rules. Can't, uh, can't recommend any higher. And then uh, actually just started playing um, Spider-Man 2 by Insomnia. Um, excuse um, me. I said only one thing, so that's enough about <laughs> Spider-Man. Now, what, what, talk about <laughs> Spider-Man 2. I, I love Spider-Man. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I think those games just like the... Just, web slinging and, and swinging through New York city is just a super awesome, gratifying experience. Um, so, um, that's, I'm still playing that one, but could, I also recommend that's super fun cinematic as fuck too. Um, in the spirit of what Donna was talking about earlier during one of his picks, but like couch co-op stuff, uh, it's not couch co-op, but I, I do appreciate a good uh, online co-op game when I can find one. And I do not play very many at all. I have been playing Lethal Company with my brothers, which is in beta right now. The game is so much fun. It is so much fun. It, to anyone who do, isn't familiar with it, go check out some YouTube videos. But it is a survival horror game where you play as with a crew of three other people. I've and, seen a lot of this. Yeah, I, it's I like I want to hear more. It's you. You are going from moon to moon, and the moon is kind of like a randomly generated. Like there's a default like kind of landscape and then there can be like certain weather things that make it more difficult to take resources back to your ship. Like 
quicksand or storms, um, which kind of function the way that Breath of the Wild, where if you're holding metal stuff, you'll get electrocuted and killed. Um, floods, things like that. But when, ultimately, you're trying to locate a, a warehouse, which, and I guess this is the knock of the game, I suppose, even though it doesn't really bother me that much. They're randomly generated, but they have the same kind of theme. They all basically look the same with one exception. And you're trying to explore these areas with your teammates to try to grab resources and carry as much as you can and bring it back to your ship so that after three days, you have to meet a quota. And if you sell all the stuff, you meet the quota. If you don't meet the quota, you all get sucked into space and killed and start over. If you make the quota, you have to then reach a higher quota, which means you need to go to more difficult to navigate moons and or just like mainly warehouses that spawn more terrifyingly difficult to avoid enemies and that is the heart of the game is fighting is the survival horror elements of it is that two things one there's so many like creepy looking like creatures in this game that can kill you there is a shadowy figure with like glowing white eyes that will stalk you silently and go up, run up to you and snap your neck. So sometimes you'll be walking down a hallway, it's first person, and suddenly these hands will appear in front of your head. Snap your neck, and I'll like my heart will like jump out of my body. <laughs> it's so terrifying. But what makes this even better is that this game is one of the one of a few games I'm aware of that have proximity chat. So if you're in a warehouse with your friends and two people go one way and two people go the other way, you eventually will stop hearing the other two people because they're too far away. And mm. so, and it, it makes it like really difficult if you're, if you're by yourself, then no one's around and you don't ever want to be by yourself because it's so terrifying. And, and then some of the greatest joys is like, you're with people, you're like, Hey, I found this room. Oh my God. And then, or just like, just get cut off mid sentence. And you're like, did he die? I don't know. <laughs> uh, we gotta, we gotta get the hell out of here. It is. There are so many. Did he things. die or did I just leave his ass back in the warehouse? And then sometimes you you see them. Did he die because he's gonna? Yeah. And sometimes you see like people will just like stop talking, and you're like, I could have sworn he was going this way. And then you'll be like, I've. And there are a lot of like dark hallways that you you can buy a flashlight to navigate them, or you can just run around aimlessly. And sometimes you'll just come across a body, and you get rewarded for taking bodies back to the ship, or is to say you don't lose as much money. If you take a body back to the ship, I could go on about this for days because it is so much fun. And I've been playing it almost every night with my brothers. Highly, highly recommend. I've seen a lot of it online and it looks a lot of fun. I if get it, get it for steam. I, right now it's only for steam. Um, I'm not a PC gamer, but it's so fun. I would play with any of you guys. It just let, let's do it. Seriously. Amen. So yeah, that was my way of just circling around. To, I was just trying to talk about that game. I needed an excuse. <laughs> so, so anyway thank you all so so much for doing this again we got i love that we have the entire draft crew here i love that we took 42 games from 1998 and i uh, couldn't more. think of better people to do it with so yeah and there's still more so jason dondo joey dave thank you so much thank, thank you, you watch gdq <laughs> support prevent cancer foundation Shout oh out. yeah watch some speed running stuff <laughs> even if you don't like speed runs it's fun yeah, actually, the the banjo kazooie speed run stuff on GDQ is pretty fucking epic. So it is, you know, check it out. It's real. Like what people have been able to do with that game is impressive. Yeah, there was an RE2, RE2 one today or yesterday. It was great. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Very Some nice. of the games we mentioned today will appear. Yeah, <laughs> games done quick. 
Aaron, do you uh, especially do you... Glover? <laughs> especially Glover. Glover, but only the PC version. It's very <laughs> PC. Well, sometimes people are playing the PC versions. So it makes true. it easier to speed run. That's the Japanese true. PC version, probably. Yeah, like, pro- probably. The text is faster. Um, Aaron, do you have um, anything you want to say? for a sign off or should we just like end it awkwardly with like an uh, no let's let's do obligatory grinch reference here um and then come back next week for us reviewing the dragon film aragon 